At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the look ahead on vsin the sports betting network This is The Lookhead right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, and we've got a tremendous three hours coming up for you guys. As right now, we've got an NBA Finals game as I am going on right now, so we'll get you guys caught up on that in a minute, and we've got a really good guest list for tonight, as per usual, when I wind up joining on Sundays, which it seems to be becoming a little bit of a new tradition unlike any other, which I'm always happy about. I love joining you guys on these wonderful Sundays. We've got Dwayne Colucci along with Dave Tooley joining me in the first hour. Dave, as a matter of fact, going to be coming up in 15 minutes. We're going to be taking a look at some betting trends with him, how he's been evaluating these NBA finals as looks like the Golden State Warriors are putting themselves in good position, but we all know what happened in game one, so I'll get you guys refreshed on that in a minute. But they're joining me, hour number one. Going to talk a little NFL in hour number two with Frank Schwab. Does a terrific job with the Iowa Sports. And then Eric Moody, you wound up joining me, I believe it was two weeks ago. Does absolutely tremendous work over there at ESPN. Really enjoyed the banter with him. And a Nichols graduate as well. One of the best schools out there in the Southland. He's going to be joining me in hour number two. And then David Behrman does a great job with ESPN Chalk. Going to be joining me in hour number three. So we're going to be bouncing around. We're going to be talking some hockey. Going to try to maybe get in there a little bit of golf with David Behrman as well. Obviously, talking about the NBA Finals game that we've got going on right now. Take a look forward at the baseball card from Monday. So we've got you guys covered with a little bit of everything. But right now, let's take a look at what we've got in this NBA Finals game. Right now, the Celtics, they are trailing by 15 points with about a minute and a few seconds left in the third quarter. Live total, we've obviously seen this go down a little bit from the closing total as right now it is at DraftKings, a 204.5. You're looking to dive in on this. Looking to bet it live, you're going to have to lay... 15 and a half points with the Golden State Warriors as you got minus 110 juice on that 15 and a half, but certainly a little bit of a hefty price set. It is going to be intriguing if the Warriors are able to close this out because I think that it's a big disclaimer here that we don't wind up giving the Warriors a win just yet because we remember what wound up happening in game one, the 40 to 16 fourth quarter. And that's just sort of the way that it can wind up going with regards to the NBA. And that's why I always am a little bit of an advocate for in-game betting as well, because and if you like the Celtics coming into this game, you were getting some relatively solid value. You were getting a few points, but certainly you figured that at some point Golden State was probably going to be putting together a run. You figured at some point the Celtics were going to be able to put together a little bit of a run as well. And I really do think that the beauty of the NBA is being able to gauge these runs rather than winding out sweating a number at the end of this game. Because, I mean, I'll be honest here, the 
Celtics are down 17 points. I don't think that they're going to come back and win this game outright, but I think that they're going to be able to put together a little bit of a run. Now, they need to take advantage of the fact that they're currently 12 of 26 from three-point range with Jason Tatum already going over his player prop. Most places wound up having this right in the pocket of about 26 and a half. He's already at 28 points, so he's been able to do a solid job there, but certainly you want to be taking a look at this game and sort of gauging the feel as well as the Golden State Warriors currently finding themselves 12 of 27 from three-point range. Seth Curry, 29 points. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how this winds up getting priced out after game two. Now, it's going to need to be a now 23-point comeback for the Boston Celtics in the fourth quarter. You don't want to be banking on that. But if this does wind up being one-to-one going back to Boston, which got to figure that that's going to be the case, it's a Golden State Warriors team that in every single series that Steph, that you've had that you've had this core with Steph Curry having Klay Thompson, having Steve Kerr as coach. Every single one of those series, the Golden State Warriors have won at least one road playoff game. As we know, the old mantra is the series does not wind up starting until the home team winds up dropping a game. And typically that is true, but you got to figure that the Warriors are going to have some value on them, especially if they continue to play the way that they've come out in this one. I was actually talking to John Von Tobel, who is our NBA expert here at the Vegas Stats and Information Network has done an absolutely amazing job taking a look at the postseason all season long and, and for that matter, the regular season as well. And I thought that a big key for the Golden State Warriors was going to be the role players, not just them being able to step up, but being able to neutralize the other guys of the Boston Celtics. And we're seeing it right now. Derek White going into the fourth quarter with eight points and a plus minus of negative 18. Now, sometimes plus minus can be a little bit of a Medusa in that it's not necessarily representative of what is truly going on. That said, it's certainly been not necessarily the world's greatest thing for him after he wound up putting up 20-plus in game number one. And Jordan Poole has already matched his point total from game one, and he's only been able to play 11 minutes in this one because he wound up getting back Gary Payton the second. And I do think that that's a little bit of an X factor here as well. You can tell that this is a Warriors team that I felt like going into the playoffs when you wound up having a healthy Gary Payton the second. They were the deepest team and the team that was utilizing their bench the most. And now it's being able to get him back. That's starting to show through here in game number two, especially with Grant Williams being very pedestrian in game one, not scoring any points going into the fourth quarter. He's got five points, and I believe that his player prop total was right around six and a half, so all you need is a bucket to be able to get there with him. But I do think that taking a look at what we've seen at the Warriors, you certainly knew that there was going to be a little bit of a comeback, and what I think is really big is that both these teams, they're currently canning their threes. 12-27 versus 13-28, that's pretty stinking close, but what the Warriors have been able to do Turnovers. They've been able to cut down on the turnovers in comparison to the Boston Celtics. It is currently 15 turnovers for the Boston Celtics, eight for the Golden State Warriors. And that's a key that you want to look at no matter the level of basketball, whether that be the WNBA, whether that be college basketball, heck, whether that be your rec league team, whether that be your high school basketball team. I mean, every level of basketball, you always want to be taking a look at the turnover disparity. And the Warriors, they've been able to do a great job of being able to take care of it. And the question that we wound up having coming into the series is how would the Boston Celtics be able to sort of bottle up a little bit of a different offense? Because with the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference playoffs, they were going up against teams that they were a little bit more isolation-based. I would say that the Milwaukee Bucks were really the team that was most spread out, but not having Chris Middleton out there on the floor, that made them a little bit more one-dimensional than you'd think, obviously, with the Brooklyn Nets. You know, end up having Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving trying to take over the entire show. And 
many of those games. It wound up being Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant and pretty much pretty much three and a half bags of gravel trying to drag their way to wins and they were unable to do so. So that was a little bit of something to take a look at for the Golden State Warriors. The big question you had with this team was how would they be able to match up on the glass with a Boston Celtics team that they've got a little bit more just size overall in terms of their team. And thus far, Warriors have been able to play even up on the glass. And if the Warriors are just able to do that, going back to Boston, that is going to be very huge for them. So looking like the Golden State Warriors are going to be able to get there. It is currently 87 to 64 going into the fourth quarter. And looking to bet on this one live, you're able to get the Boston Celtics at 14 to one on the money line. I'd probably want more than 14 to one on the money line to be able to come back from down 23 points in a finals game. That's just me personally. And if you're taking a look at the spread itself, finding the Warriors as a live favorite of minus 19 and a half, you're able to get plus one of five juice with that. And honestly, I don't necessarily hate that. I wouldn't fire on it personally because, well, you were able to get much better numbers before the game, but taking a look at things right now, certainly not necessarily the world's worst value there. And currently a live total of 204 and a half. And then we wound up seeing it at Major League Baseball as well. One of the big takeaways I wound up having from Sunday is that we are starting to see a little bit of a turn with regards to some of these MLB totals. And the big thing with Major League Baseball right now is that we are noticing that bullpens are starting to get a little bit tired. Something that I've been documenting throughout the season is the way that these bullpens have been able to perform. And the bullpens have been able to see their ERA drop more than the starters thus far this season. You were able to see bullpens wind up having a better ERA than starters going into Sunday, and we wound up seeing a lot of blown leads. And I'm sure that many of you guys were on the right side of quite a few of these. Many of you guys were on the wrong side of these. For anyone that wanted to take my DK Nation pick, I do apologize about the Rangers blowing a three-run lead in the bottom or in the top of the ninth inning. Go to extra innings, and then the good old ghost runner winds up getting you there. That's just an absolutely cataclysmically bad beat. Fortunately, I was also on the Philadelphia Phillies, who they had no business winning that game against the LA Angels, and that's a big discussion of its own that is going to be discussed here on the show tonight. The LA Angels having lost 11 straight games. Mike Trout, 0 of 26. Certainly something that you want to dive into, but it's becoming more and more of a theme, and you've got to wonder that if some of these starters being held back towards the beginning part of the season and having a little bit more use in general of the bullpen during the first month of the season, because Guys had to get ramped up a little bit more. You did wind up seeing the expanded rosters, and those wound up going away right around 30, 35 days ago if it's starting to take a toll on bullpens, and I think that we're certainly starting to see that be the case. I mean, the Detroit Tigers have been a bad team this year, but they've actually had one of the most reliable bullpens out there in the big leagues, but four out of their five starters from opening day, they wind up being injured. The Yankees are able to rally from being down. They don't wind up covering the run line, which I know that many of you guys probably wound up taking because the New York Yankees wound up closing in a lot of spots. A very high, like 275, 280 favorite. I think that this got up to $3 in a couple of spots, but they were able to come back there. I want to mention the other rather big collapses that we wound up seeing as well. You wound up seeing the LA Dodgers wind up having a tough time with their bullpen. And for that matter, in that same game, the New York Mets, they wound up imploding a little bit as well so I do think that it's interesting to take a look at this and after totals wound up really beginning on a just absolute terror to the under to begin the season after about three or so weeks in terms of major league baseball you were seeing right around 60 percent of games go under the total now all of a sudden it has really started to even out as we sit here right now with the Cardinals and the Cubs game pending 51.8 percent of games 
I wound up going under the total line over the last seven days. We have really seen this swing to the overs as we've seen 53 overs of 42 unders in the last seven days. That's right around 56% of games. And that's something that you do want to be taking a look at in terms of Major League Baseball. If at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's a sport that you want to be taking a look at with regards to trends, figuring that there's going to be regression, figuring that things are going to iron themselves out. It is Major League Baseball, and right now we are seeing it with the totals, and I always think that you don't want to be, like, blindly taking overs, blindly taking unders if you wind up seeing one or the other wind up getting hot, but you do want to be sort of mindful of that. Keep that in the back of your mind because... Bookmakers are certainly taking note, and they do wind up doing a great job of being able to adjust during the season. And a man that does a great job of taking a look at trends across all sports and really a guru of a little bit of everything, that'd be Dave Tooley at A View from Vegas. He is going to be joining me next right here on The Look At Us. It's myself, Greg Spearson, filling in for Scott Seidenberg tonight. The MLB season is in full swing, and you can play ball with the Peacock MLB Sunday leadoff challenge. Just draft your players and compete for free for up to $10,000 in prizes. Visit DraftKings.com Peacock for more info. Don't just watch your shows. Peacock them. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As it is a look at with myself, Greg Spears, and going to be hooking up with Dave Tooley in a second. Does a terrific job taking a look at all the trends that we've got pretty much across all sports. The man is a master of a little bit of everything, and the masters of right now the NBA playoffs are the Golden State Warriors up 93-66 to as we wind up doing this, and a man that has been doing a great job all year long taking a look at the NBA and all the trends is Dave Tooley at A View from Vegas. And Dave, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the Warriors, uh, <laughs> something about Steve Kerr and his uh, halftime uh, <laughs> halftime speeches. He's like new Rockney out there. They uh, they seem to make the adjustments at halftime, so definitely keep an eye on that moving forward. Yep, and the Golden State Warriors just all throughout their run, the quarter that has always been theirs has been the third quarter, and needless to say, they wound up having a pretty good third quarter tonight. And taking a look at things going back to Boston, Got to figure that we're going to be getting a line up. And as a matter of fact, DraftKings just wound up posting a line for game three because, I mean, if the Boston Celtics wind up coming up here, we're going to be talking about this sort of comeback to our children's children. It would be that good. But that said, right now, it looks like Boston is going to be opening up a three and a half point favorite in game three. And are you sort of going to be having the 
same mentality that you've been having throughout the NBA playoffs, taking a little bit of a look at the road team getting points? Um, actually, no. I'm a, I'm a, you know, again, I followed, followed the zigzag. Um, I, I did, I did bet the Celtics tonight, even though the Warriors were the zigzag play. And, you know, I, I lowered my bet uh, less than I had in game one. Plus, I had the Celtics in the series, so just happy to get the split on the road there. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to flip back to the Warriors on, on, the, on the road here with the Celtics being in the zigzag spot. I mean, this series could go that way, you know, all seven games back and forth. Yep, I think that it's going to be interesting to take a look at this as well because something that I just find to be so interesting is that the Warriors, ever since Steve Kerr wound up taking over the Reigns as the coach of the Golden State Warriors. They've won at least one game on the road in every single one of their playoff series. And what I think could be interesting is taking a look at game three, maybe sitting that one out and depending upon how that winds up going, either betting on the Golden State Warriors or fading them based on whether or not they win or lose. I don't know if you wind up finding any credence with that, but I do think that that's a trend that might be worth taking a look at and might honestly not be a terrible strategy. Yeah, I'm, again, I had that series bet hanging there. So, again, at this moment, as we sit here Sunday night, I, I think I'm going to pass on game three. But, yeah, like you say, uh, I mean, if, if they lose game if they lose game three, then I might be looking to take the Warriors plus a three and a half in, in, game, in game four. Again, like I said, I think uh, this very well just could be zigzagging all the way through. Yep, it's going to be interesting to take a look at the NBA Finals moving forward as we should be getting updated series prices here relatively soon as – this game two looks like it's going to be in the books. It looks like it's going to be going to the Warriors. Total's still a little bit in play because when you, we wind up getting late in games like this, things can get very, very harebrained. So even though we are on an under pace to this point, I would say don't wind up either throwing away or trying to cash your totals tickets just yet. So <laughs> want to be taking a look there. But Dave, something else that I want to talk about in the first segment is just what we're seeing in Major League Baseball right now. And how much credence do you stick into just what we've been seeing in recent days with a lot of bullpen implosions and those bullpen implosions, as you know, that leads to a little bit more overs. You, much like myself, were taking a look at a lot of unders in Major League Baseball towards the beginning part of the season. Now we've been seeing a lot of overs, and I do think that just taking a look at the trends in general is just so important this time of year when it comes to baseball because typically after you see a big giant run of unders, you wind up then being able to see the bookmakers adjust, you wind up then seeing those overs, and then once they wind up adjusting to the overs, that's when it's time to be able to hit once again on the unders. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think we've uh, discussed this, whether it's been you or Scott on uh, the Sunday night show. Uh, I think we talked about this just about every week with the way yeah, the unders started the season. Again, whether it was the, the, the new ball or the lack of spring training and all that, but the, or the weather, uh, yeah, the unders were the way to go early, and then yeah, the books dropped the numbers down to you know six and a half, seven in a lot of games. You know, you we're rarely seeing nines out there, and uh, then the then the overs have been coming as the weather's been warming a little bit, and again, just the uh, you know the the adjustments being made, and so yeah, the, we had sixty percent uh, unders through late April. I think it was April 28th or 27th, 28th, something like that. It was and unders were still hitting at 60%, but now they're uh, they're down to like 52% on the season. So uh, it's been it's been a crazy run here with the overs, and uh, we've only only now been seeing the books, you know, really adjusting uh, higher on on the totals. You've seen a lot more seven and a half to eights out there, 
of course, you know, some of the hitter friendly ballparks, uh, you know, Colorado had a total of Colorado had a total of 11 today. So yeah, we are, we have seen the definite adjustment uh, upward on these totals. So again, I wouldn't be surprised to see the unders maybe uh, at least the level of the playing field here. And I'll throw out one to take a look at. And this team is going to be in action on, on Monday, the Reds. 19 out of their last 20 games at home. They've scored at least four runs. You wind up seeing that total get to 10 today. The 10 winds up being a hit to the under as that was a 5-4 to four game. But certainly, we've been seeing a little bit of an adjustment there. And speaking of adjustments, we've seen a little bit of one when it comes to the ice as well. I know that you've been doing a great job taking a look at these NHL playoffs as well. And with regards to the Avalanche versus the Edmonton Oilers series, we did wind up seeing a late flurry of goals in that game on Saturday. But still wound up being able to hit to the under, and we were seeing a 7 in that game. Now we're seeing this go down to a 6.5 at a lot of spots. I know that there are a couple places it looks like DraftKings still hanging a 7, but that under juice is very, very heavy at a minus 135. And what do you make out of the totals with regards to this Avalanche versus Oilers series? Because after you wound up seeing that 8-6 to six game in Game 1, you sort of figured that, well, you couldn't wind up getting much more scoring than that, but it certainly <laughs> has been interesting to take a look at this one, especially with this being a game for what you Oilers must see because, well, every single game is out. It must win for the Oilers. Yeah, the uh, I, I was I hung my head on the unders in this series, and yeah, it was embarrassing game one when the, <laughs> the teams had that big shootout. But uh, yeah, the last two games have gone under, and uh, so you know, felt vindicated there. Um, I, I am going to you know go with the the under six and a half because we're getting plus one twenty for that. In the in this game on Monday, my only fear is, you know, the, the Oilers could be pulling their goalie or goalie early if they're losing by by a goal or two, and uh, you know because they have they have nothing to lose. So yeah, we like you like we saw in the in Saturday game, uh, there could be a flurry of it could be a flurry of goals late, but uh, hopefully it still stays under. Uh, like you said, yeah, we are seeing still sevens with with the added juice uh, at the DraftKings. Uh, Bet MGM and Circa. And I think that you point out something so important because you mentioned it with that Avalanche versus Oilers game, but winds going way in that go over. You wind up having the Avalanche get the over all by themselves. It was absolutely insane. How much do you wind up adjusting on your totals when you do wind up seeing one harebrained result? Because I don't think that it should be a complete and utter nothing burger when you do wind up seeing a game go way in the heck over or way in the heck under. But I do feel like it's a little bit overreactionary because I think that there were many people that sat there and said, oh, let's take every single game over no matter what. And clearly that has not been the case. And I do think that it's important to take note of it. But at the same time, you don't want to be making like some sort of a rash adjustment based on one game, especially when we've got a whole season's worth of data. Right, exactly. And, and yeah, that's why I didn't abandon the unders just because the first game went went over. Because again, the yeah, I think uh, during the regular season, I think it was uh, uh, three and two to the under between these two teams. And so I, again, I felt that was the right way. And, you know, and after we had that game one, you know, then we saw sevens and even some seven and a halfs out there <laughs> as everyone was over, overreacting the other way. So that was, uh, you know, nice to get that four nothing win in game two. That, that one was easy, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how this uh, pans out. Um, I, I think I'll, you know, price if if the Oilers do survive and uh, you know force a game five, I'll, I'll feel more comfortable with the with the under in uh, in uh, game five moving forward. Yep, I do think that it's going to be interesting to take a look at this series moving forward. And Dave, 
I know that you're doing a great job all over the network. You do a great job in Point Spread Weekly, taking a look at darn near all these trends that we wind up seeing all across all these sports, including the USFL as well. You've been doing a great job out there as well. It is always a pleasure to have you on every single Sunday right here on The Look at Dave. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks, Len. See you next week. Dave always does an absolutely amazing job just taking a look at everything that we're getting across all sports. And we were talking a little bit about the upcoming game for Monday between the Avalanche and the Oilers with him. And we're going to be continuing the discussion with regards to the NHL on the other side. We're going to be going down to the Rampart. That's where we find Dwayne Colucci. He does a great job as the race and sportsbook director over there, a man that absolutely loves hockey. So we're going to get a little bit of a behind-the-book perspective on the other side and just giving you guys a little bit of an update here. Warriors out 95-73 to with about six minutes left in the fourth quarter in that game. So we're going to be pressing on with Dwayne joining me next right here on The Lookout on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of The Look At is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and they're available in 10 varieties and come in two strengths so that way you're easily able to find that satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch and is available in 100,000 locations nationwide. So, Go to ZYN.com slash find to be able to locate a store that is nearest you. That is ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and we head out to the Rampart. That's where we find Dwayne Clucci. You're able to find him on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne, one of the most friendly men out here in the lovely city of Las Vegas. And Dwayne, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Greg. Always, uh, I appreciate you having me on, and, uh, you know, definitely it's a pleasure. Yep, it is great to have you aboard, and we've been talking about this as well. I mean, the series itself with the Celtics and the Warriors has been very close, but, I mean, right now we're seeing a big, giant blowout here in Game 2, and it's really been just the theme of the NBA playoffs. Meanwhile, in terms of the NHL playoffs, certainly we've got a little bit of a lopsided series between the Avalanche and the Oilers, but it just feels like in general... The gameplay with regards to the NHL playoffs, it has been so close in just so many of these games all throughout, and it's really lent for some interesting betting opportunities in-game, and it's really lent for being able to extract a little bit of value with regards to some of these series and some of these future prices as well. Yeah, definitely, Greg. You know, the landscape of the NHL playoffs has finally come to prominence. A lot of gamblers are starting to absorb how exciting and how you could get some deals with in-game wagering and propositions on certain players scoring, goaltenders having massive games, as opposed to the NBA, where you're definitely looking at, like you, uh, you know, pointed when we were off air, you're either looking at the underdog at a money line, or you're looking to bet the favorite and lay the favorite, and tonight was a perfect example. You know, you really had to feel the Golden State Warriors were going to bring their A game. You know, this is the NBA Finals. This is not a lopsided 
lopsided final. And, you know, losing home court was bad enough. But if you ever lay an egg in game two, which Golden State did not tonight, uh, you know, you're up against it. You never want to go down with the home court advantage, oh, too. And they definitely uh, rose to the top tonight. And we had a lot of handle on Golden State naturally, Greg. I'm going to be honest with you at the Rampart and South Point. Uh, a lot of the public felt they were going to bounce back, back after that poor fourth quarter in that last first game, you know, and definitely they made a statement. Poole was hitting from all angles tonight. Uh, you know, Curry is definitely dominant when he has control of his flow and his jump shot. And it's going to be a good series. I got to be honest. The Celtics are very battle tested, but you did see Horford had a lot of holes in his game tonight. You know, you're looking at two points minus 15 with him on the court and Jason Tatum tonight on the court, a minus is 36, Greg. That's huge. And he's got 28 points, but you know, they, they won without him playing well in game one. And now he seems to have a lot of points, but he's not playing all that well in game two. So we're going to see when it returns back to Boston, how this plays out. Yep. It's going to be really interesting. And with regards to a series price, we were seeing it in a lot of places. The Warriors, if you wanted betting it before game two, you were able to get a relatively good plus price. Got to think that the Warriors are still going to be a little bit of a plus price after this game, they're going to be able to take it and they're going to be able to take it convincingly. What do you think this is going to wind up at at your shop right around probably about like a plus 130-ish maybe? Yeah, maybe even less. I'll tell you the truth, Greg. You know, you got to respect the Warriors and definitely Boston is going to have to prove what they have to at home. So even though they have uh, swayed the home court advantage, we still respect the Warriors and the money from the West Coast because a lot of our public are generally betting on the Warriors anyway. So, you know, we'll make the adjustments. Chris Andrews, myself, all those guys will throw it around and Chris will make the final decisions. South Point does a fabulous job, but I would say, yeah, maybe in the plus 125, 120 range, you know, even though the Celtics looked really, really good in the first game. I mean, you look at it, Greg, they did Golden State dominate most of that game until that lopsided fourth quarter. And now they came out shooting the lights out tonight. It seemed they were way more physical. Draymond was getting under everybody's skin, you know, rough fouls, definitely with Marcus Smart pushing guys around. And that's definitely how the Warriors have to play. Not only the up-tempo three-point game, but the physical game. Yep, it was really, really interesting to see how the Warriors wound up coming out here in game two. You figured that, at least I did, that they would be able to bounce back after game one. Certainly they did so, and they wound up making a very big, giant statement. And speaking of making a big, giant statement, the Avalanche wound up doing that yesterday. They are now up 3-0 to in their series against the Oilers. If the Oilers wind up coming back from down 3-0, I will call it the greatest comeback in the history of an NHL series. I recognize that there have been teams that have come back from down 3-0 in the NHL, but typically you don't wind up seeing it against a caliber of a team like the Colorado Avalanche. And where do you guys wind up standing right now with regards to the futures market in the NHL? Because I have to think that the Avalanche, a pretty sizable favorite, and from what I've been seeing from book to book, we've been finding the Avalanche as north of a minus 140 favorite in terms of a lot of these future prices. 
Yeah, definitely, Greg. I mean, look at what they bring to the table. They're playing so well right now. And in the series, we're minus 4,500, to be honest with you, against the Oilers. I don't see Edmonton coming back. And definitely the Avalanche have proven. Now, you're going to have to sustain the loss of uh, Kadri there, Nazem Kadri. Definitely a huge loss. You know, Evander Kane put that uh, vicious hit on him. He got a one-game suspension. So in return, you have also Edmonton short man. Even though they're home, it seems like, uh, you know, the Colorado Avalanche are the team to beat. I've touted them now before the playoffs going in. I said this was definitely going to be their year, and they're actually playing with a substitute backup goaltender. And Pavel Francouz has been unbelievable in this series. You have McKinnon. You have all these guys playing at a top level. Kale McCarr is definitely one of the future defensemen of the league, probably the best defenseman right now. He and Adam Fox on the Rangers side. So you're seeing a lot of talent on Colorado's side, and they definitely made a difference. And they were able to shut down McDavid on several opportunities, especially the prior game where they actually shut Edmonton out, which is almost unheard of. And now you have Colorado with a three-zip advantage. They are the best team, in my opinion, in the NHL. And I'm going to continue to ride that, Greg. I don't see Edmonton beating them in four straight. And I do believe they are healthy enough and strong enough to beat the Rangers or Tampa Bay on their best games. To your point, I'm seeing the Oilers in a lot of places right around 20 to 1 to be able to win four straight games. I want absolutely no part of that. I don't think that if you wind up <laughs> playing this series 20 times over with the Avalanche being spotted a 3 to 0 lead, that they wind up coming back even once. You need to go to, like, probably, in my opinion, at least 50 to 1 to even be able to consider that. So, I mean, I don't blame you there. I think that this series is as good as over, but. I mean, we wound up seeing the Tampa Bay Lightning in a game that they absolutely needed on Sunday. They wound up being able to get it done against the New York Rangers. And look, the ser- the mantra is when it comes to a lot of these series is the series does not wind up starting until the home team winds up losing a game. And I take a look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. I still think that they've got a solid shot of being able to make the Stanley Cup final. No doubt they're going to be an underdog if they do wind up facing off against the Avalanche. But that said, I take a look at the Lightning. This was a very good, refreshing win for them. And I think we've got ourselves a good series that I could easily see wind up going seven games. Yeah, it's a great series, Greg, but I tell you the truth, the Rangers really took it to them and really made them test themselves and find their inner uh, strength. Tampa Bay had a lot of problems early in this game. Those penalties, you cannot put the Rangers on the power play. 25% in the regular season was fourth best in the NHL. Now, after today, about 33%, which is scoring one in every three power plays. And Tampa Bay was taking a lot of bad penalties. Kucherov, as effective as he is offensively, was making a lot of mistakes. He took that four-minute penalty. And also, Vasilevsky has to be on the top of his game because as Igor Shesterkin definitely is. He leaves so little margin for error. And you look at Shesterkin's save percentage, it outdid Vasilevsky's today, and Vasilevsky actually won the game. So Shesterkin had about a 945 save percentage. And Tampa put everything they could out there. Palat, once again, just a fabulous playoff performer. And it was a big turning point for Tampa. They definitely stole this game. It was scored late within a minute. 
great point that you make, Greg, and I think we're in for a long series. I think Tampa definitely has an excellent chance of winning this next game at home. They're synonymous with putting the pressure on when they start to swing the momentum. And right now we're sitting at 170 at the Rampart and South Point in the next game. Tampa minus naturally at home in Amelie Center. And, uh, you know, the total's always going to be five and a half and shaded under, which is Sturkin and Vasilevsky, two of the best goaltenders in the world. And they're peak performing right now. I'll tell you, Vasilevsky stepped it up in the second and third period, and he brought them to victory and barely outplayed Shostarkin. And to your point, you got to feel bad for a guy that winds up getting 49 saves in a game that ends in regulation and doesn't wind up getting the win. I mean, that's a masterful performance right there. And a man that always delivers a masterful performance when he joins me. That'd be you, Dwayne. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. I really appreciate you having me on. Always love having Dwayne right here on the look at it. Coming up next, we're going to start to preview game three of Celtics versus Warriors right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and the bets are moving for every single game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes, so that way you can see the changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money just doesn't wind up matching up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VSIN is here year-round to be able to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at VSIN.com. As it is a look at with myself, Greg Eubes Peterson, and great to be able to get on the two guests that we wound up having in the last two segments. Dave Tooley along with, along with Dwayne Colucci. Dwayne does a great job over there at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. And then you've got our man Dave. He does a terrific job here at VEASAN taking a look at just everything that we're getting in darn near every single sport, whether it be the NFL, whether it be the NBA, NHL, all the way down to the USFL list goes on and on, does an absolutely terrific job. So always great to get both of those gentlemen here on the lookout on Sunday and always nice to be able to warm the seat for Scott whenever I get an opportunity. So a big thanks to both of them for joining me in the last segment and the game is officially now final as it was the Warriors who at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare able to really just dump truck the boston celtics in the second half of this one very close in the first half 
second half Warriors pull away and as has been the case time and time again in this Warriors run it was that third quarter that wound up being a power them to victory 107 to 88 the final as Warriors wind up being able to cover this game quite easily and something that I wound up just talking a little bit off air about with Wayne Clucci is that I mean you take a look at the NBA playoffs thus far it's been a case of which if you like the favor you might as well just lay the points and if you like the underdog you might as well take them on the money line we have not seen too many close games at all during the postseason thus far and this is another game of which it was blowout city here in the second half so Warriors were able to get there very easily and now we take a look forward to game three of what we're going to be getting and Right now at Circa where I sit, you've got the lone four on the board with the Boston Celtics being the favorite. Pretty much everyone else on the board, you're finding this as a three and a half point line with the Celtics being the favorite at home. Total on this game, you're finding anywhere between a 212 and a half to a 213. This did wind up opening up actually at a 214 and a half at DraftKings. This wound up getting very quickly bet down as this wound up getting bet down actually while the game was still going on in terms of game two and... I just think that the Golden State Warriors are going to be able to find a way to be able to win this series. And I think that this could be a very good in-game opportunity once again because what I wound up throwing out here in the first hour of this show is that with the Golden State Warriors, in every single series that they have been coached by Steve Kerr, in terms of the playoffs, obviously, not just regular season, but in terms of the playoffs, every single series that they have been coached under Steve Kerr by, they have won at least one road playoff game. That is something that I think is very important. This is a team that has been able to do it just throughout the entire tenure of these guys. And I take a look at Steph Curry. He certainly looked like the best player out there on the floor tonight. He was able to put up a big, giant number. And they wind up getting, despite the fact that it wasn't under, a lot of player props wind up going over. Jason Tatum, he was able to come out with 28 points, a lot of places. They wound up having him close right around at 26 and a half or so. So that should have gotten their Jalen Brown. He wound up saying under, but... Steph Curry was able to put up his 29. You did wind up having a little bit of an under on Klay Thompson, but if you were taking a look at even someone like Gavon Looney, he was able to get you in over with regards to 12 points. I was thinking that Grant Williams was going to be able to get over 5.5, and, and he barely got over 5.5 with 6, but man, that was certainly a little bit of an interesting ordeal, and what I think is going to be big for the Golden State Warriors is something that is probably not going to register a lot, but... I felt like it was a big deal. Getting back out there, Gary Payton II. We all remember the unfortunate injury that he wanted taking against the Memphis Grizzlies. And now you've really got a rotation of, I would say, eight and a half in terms of the Golden State Warriors. Because they're able to utilize he, Otto Porter off the bench. Obviously, you've got Jordan Poole. And then you've got Bezeka. Hopefully, I'm saying that one correctly. I always get that last name wrong. I always do my best with regards to that. But you've got just pretty much an eight and a half man rotation. When it comes to the Golden State Warriors and then with the Boston Celtics, they are probably the deepest team that they've had to face off against the Warriors have during the postseason with the way that they've been able to utilize Grant Williams, the way that they've been able to utilize Derek White, who just did not wind up having it on the site despite the fact that he went to a four from three-point range, couldn't do much inside, didn't wind up having the same defensive intensity that we wound up seeing in game one. And I do think that this is a little bit troubling for the Boston Celtics. They wound up going 15 of 37 from three-point range. That's 40 and a half percent. And they wind up losing this game by 19 points. And that's because there was window dressing at the end of the game. So that is not necessarily a good mark for this team. Now, I will say, if you're the Golden State Warriors, you need to see a little bit more out of Klay Thompson. So it's a little bit of a double-edged sword in that regard. You wind up having Klay Thompson 
go four of 19 from the floor, one of eight from three. That's concerning, but you won by 19 points with Clay Thompson going four of 19 from the floor and one of eight from three point range, which you got to figure that lightning not going to strike twice. What are we going to be able to get out of Clay Thompson in game three? Probably not this, probably not 40 points either, probably somewhere in the middle. I think that that's conventional wisdom in taking a look at that one. And then when it comes to the other guys for the Golden State Warriors, you wound up seeing Draymond Green not necessarily have a big stat night. Nine points, seven assists, five rebounds. If you were taking a look at his player props, you wound up going under on darn near all of them. But the impact that he had on the game, the way that he was able to play defense, that was tremendous. And we all talk about the Boston Celtics, their great defense, and they're the best defensive team in the league. They've been able to do a tremendous job all season long, but the Golden State Warriors, I felt like, wound up going a little bit under the radar in terms of their defense as well. And if you, like me, are someone that is a little bit of a believer in terms of the Warriors being able to win this series, as of right now, with regards to DraftKings and their futures price, you're right now finding the Golden State Warriors out at minus 105. You're right now finding... The Boston Celtics as a minus 115. I'm a little bit surprised by that. I would say you probably want to be shopping around a little bit because we did wind up seeing the Golden State Warriors being a very nice plus price actually going into game two. So you got to figure that there's going to be maybe a little bit of market correction here. You want to always be shopping around for the best number, whether it be this series, whether it just be the game spread, what have you. Always wind up having just as many outlets to be able to take a look at as humanly possible. But that said, I do think that it's going to be intriguing to take a look at this moving forward because I do think that there's a good possibility that we do wind up getting seven games out of the series. And something that I wanted talking about yesterday with John Von Tobel is just the importance of rebounding in this series as well because I don't think that the Golden State Warriors need to win the rebound battle in order to be able to win this series. I think that if they wind up playing even up, that's going to be good enough for them. And you wind up seeing it today. The Boston Celtics had 43 rebounds. The Warriors had 42. If you're able to do that, if you're the Golden State Warriors, because this is a Celtics team that they wind up trading away a little bit of three-point shooting ability, in my opinion, for having a little bit more size, for being a team that's a little bit more physical down on the block, especially when the Time Lord Robert Williams is out there who was limited to just 14 minutes tonight, so you do want to be taking note of that. But I do think that this is a Warriors team that they're going to be just fine in that aspect of this one. So I take a look at the Warriors, and I mean, this is a case in which I'll be taking a look at it in-game. If I were to bet it one way or the other, I would either take the Warriors on the money line or I would wind up just laying the points with the Celtics because, as I just outlined, we just have not seen too many games wind up coming down to the spread. It's been so intriguing to take a look at it all season long because typically when it comes to the NBA, sometimes that half a point difference, it winds up being everything, even though you wind up seeing high-scoring games here in the postseason. I mean, I always advocate for being able to get the best of the number. If if there's been one time to be able to take off for it and not have it wind up nipping you in the butt, thus far it's been the NBA playoffs because whether you wind up playing four, four and a half, three and a half of the Warriors, it all wound up getting there very, very easily. And obviously you don't want to be making that become a habit. You always want to be utilizing as many different books as possible. You want to be able to try to get the best of the line, but... That said, it has not really mattered here in the NBA playoffs, but I do think that this is going to be an interesting series to say the least. I do expect the Warriors to be able to take one of these two games, and something that I want to mention with Dave Tooley, maybe you wind up not placing a pre-flop bet with regards to Warriors versus Celtics. You wind up seeing how this one winds up playing out, and Warriors maybe drop game three. Then you wind up looking at the Warriors on the money line in terms of game four, being able to ride that Steve Kerr, being able to ride that... I guess you call it Steve Kerr trend of every single time they wind up matching up in the playoffs against a team 
they wind up winning at least one road game. So I do think that that's something to take a look at. And in the second hour of the look at, I'm going to be taking a little bit more of a look at MLB baseball. I just want to pass this one along. I think that many of you guys, much like myself, might have been spotting this one out. Sunday Night Baseball just wound up going final after 11. The under barely winds folding. The St. Louis Cardinals, they wind up being able to get the job done by a count of 5-3 to three in a game which we wound up seeing a lot of men wind up getting stranded on base. We saw a lot of squandered opportunities with men that have been stranded on base. And a little bit of a reversal of what we wound up seeing in Major League Baseball on Sunday where we did wind up seeing a lot of bullpens wind up imploding. We did wind up seeing a lot of late game runs with regards to Major League Baseball as well. Certainly something that I'm taking note of with regards to my handicapping as I want to be doing a baseball betting podcast when it comes to this network called The Baseball Betting Show, which you're able to find on the Visa Bets Bets feed that comes up midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern every single day. And I'll certainly have that up and we're going to be having up for the second hour of the look at my DK Nation pick out there on the diamond. We'll be leading with that next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.